You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. Boys and girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Stadium Miguel. It's Uncle Silk. It's your boy 35, All American. And Dan. Dapper Dan at 35. How y'all boys feeling, man? We got football back in the air. What's the vibes? What up? What up? What up? What's the in the air? air? I know some schools yeah. wish football wasn't in the air, but football in the air. <laughs> <laughs> man, I, I, tell, I tell you what, it was a, it was good to see football. Uh, it was good to see Florida State lose. I was at a, a wedding up in Atlanta with a bunch of people that went to Georgia Tech. Uh, so that, it was fun to be around them. They, they definitely thought that they lost that game, uh, you know, after FSU just marched down the field at the, at the beginning. But, uh, man, it's, it's great to, uh, to start another year and FSU's cheeks and so is Miami. Oh, it's a beautiful thing to see that uh, in state. Oh, Boys, yeah. I must have to get McElwain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a beautiful thing to see your, your rivals be uh, that terrible, man. It's encouraging. It's, it really is, man. But other than that, how y'all how y'all enjoyed the um, the games? How y'all watch college football? Uh, ACC is terrible, by the way. Let's let me leave by saying that. Top to bottom, no, well, not the top, top tippy top. top but number two to fourteen. It's awful. Um, you know, I, I think what it was is we haven't had football and sports for so long that everybody was just tuned in. So, um, you know, I enjoyed the the fact that football was on my TV. Um, didn't necessarily enjoy the fact that the teams that were playing. But, um, again, like we said, football's in the air. So uh, we got another, what, two weeks to, to the, the Gator boys get on TV. TV so yep. I guess we got to watch bad ball until then. Yeah, two weeks from today, we'll be talking about uh, our first game. But, no, man, it was great. Uh, like I said, I was up in Atlanta. One of my best friends, Ross, who's a big fan of the show, um, as well, got married. Uh, so him and his wife, Emily, uh, got to celebrate their wedding, which was fantastic. But uh, So we got together with some friends. I uh, did that whole thing on Thursday night with the NFL games and the Miami game and then uh, Saturday uh, before the wedding and, and all that. But it was good, it was good to be back. It, it kind of felt like there's some normalcy back uh, in a very abnormal uh abnormal world i mean football is everything but normal um yeah. it was good to be back but it didn't feel normal i thought some of the games we got to see miami with a few fans i think florida mm-hmm. state to me had the most fans of any game that i actually watched right i thought, I thought they may have broke the rules a little bit but i think a lot of those people regret going <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I bet you they regret going now Shit. i mean yeah. um you know it it, it Between like the rain delays, it looked like a normal Florida State game to me. With, with Imagine sitting games. through all of those rain delays, but the game got delayed to start. Then, like not long after kickoff, it gets delayed again, only to walk your happy ass back into the stadium and take an L to the technicians of Georgia Tech. You know, beautiful, <laughs> absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. But um, the, the the Carolina game was a game that we watched that had no fans in it. Right. Yeah. I think you could kind of see no energy in the building. Um, the momentum shifts. Mm-hmm. It, I think it's really weird uh, to play. It's like a scrimmage, right? Mm-hmm. I, I was just about to say that. So it gave me vibes of you know what it gave me vibes of of, of joint practices. Okay. Right? You know you know how to, you know how the NFL teams have joint practices and whatnot and scrimmage against each other. But it but now mm-hmm. 
kind of you kind of see the passion of the guys. You know, um, you know, I'm a Bucks fan, and you know, it kind of sucked yesterday. But seeing you know oh. uh, Janoris pick, yeah, see Janoris pick six that and, and, and hit the excitement in his teammates and and the team when they surrounded him, bro. That's that's cool to hear. That's something that we don't we don't get to hear a lot with the fans and whatnot. Yeah, no, I think that you're going to see a lot of this come down to coaching and the ability to uh, to keep your team kind of focused and uh, be able to rally each other, right? I mean, that's where I think that, you know, I'm excited about Florida. You know, we talked about it not only from, uh, you know, they're returning a lot of players from last year, a lot of the guys that they have are, are you know, more seasoned players. But, you know, I feel like they've got some good leaders, some, some people to keep them, you know, energetic and hyped up on the field and, you know, obviously stay focused. But if you don't have a crowd and you don't feed off that crowd, I mean, it's a, it's a completely different ball game. Uh, I think we might see some weird stuff this year. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I think um, just watching the Carolina game, I thought they they got into a rhythm. Sam Howell started, got first half was a little rough, but you can see they yeah. kind of adjusted in the second half, and, and they kind of got some things clicking and rolling. But, yeah, the first half was a little messy, a little ugly. And we'll see how to um, – because Carolina had a lot of COVID situations, so they they, they, yep. they did the whole fan thing. We'll see how they adjust because Mac Brown really expressed how, uh, the lack of fans affected that game. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's get uh, let's get a little bit more into uh, the NFL, Gator news, and all that stuff. But as always, this show is sponsored by our friends over at the Thomas Firm. Uh, they handle uh, all insurance uh, claim uh, legal um, insurance claims to your property damage or home uh, or business. So their lawyers have over twenty years of experience handling roof damage and leaks from storms, water damage, hail damage, hurricanes. I think we we're talking about it right before the show. There's five things that the National uh, Weather Center is uh, is watching out there. So be careful. Uh, sinkholes and fires. They work all over the state of Florida. No claim is too big or too small. So if you suspect that you have damage to your home, give the Thomas firm a call for a free consultation to insurance your to ensure your insurance company pays what you are owed for the complete repair of your home. Give them a call, 813-221-2525, or visit them at tntattorneys.com. Again, that's the Thomas Firm, 813-221-2525. All right, boys, I said uh, big news. Um, kind of touched briefly on it. NFL's back. Uh, some big gains by some former uh, Florida Gators. Um, so what was your favorite game to watch, or what, what are some of the highlights from this uh, this past weekend? I think everybody's favorite highlights probably uh, C.J. Henderson, Chris Henderson, well, with the, with my Jaguars. He got busy. He got Defensive Player of the Week, man. Yeah. Got his first interception. Shout out to C.J. Yeah, I think he uh, had the, uh, pass breakups in the NFL, too. Yeah. I, I think they were trying to try him, too, with, with uh, T.Y. Hilton, you know, because he's a young cat. He was trying, mm-hmm. trying, trying to see if he got his feet wet, and, and, and my boy C.J. was standing in the paint. You got to think about it, bro. For, for the game on the line, fourth down, and you on an island with with T.Y. Hilton. Mm-hmm. Think about that, bro. Your first game in the league. I was gonna you say no preseason, no nothing, right? No preseason, no nothing. Stepping right. out of the paint, so, like what's up? That's right. I mean, he's like what he been doing since he stepped foot on, on on UF campus, man. Ice ice in his veins, man. Ain't nothing to a ball. That's crazy, bro. Because then he then he picked six his first game in Florida with, against Michigan. Yep, yep. That's crazy. No, the vibes. So, uh, so shout oh, out, hey, to hey, hey Dan. There's only a couple yeah, people that, that 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 there's only a couple people that get picks. They first time starting in college in the NFL, Dan. You just happen to be talking to one of them, but you know, uh, everybody don't know. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, I, I heard that. Um, I didn't want to bring it up because I knew you would. I'm surprised it took this long to get into the show. But uh, but a shout out to CJ Henderson for joining NFL legends like Ahmad Black um, and getting interceptions. Um, and you, you, know, had, you know, I only had a, a, a cup of coffee there, Dan, and they had me a bottle there, so I went there. I, I have zero career NFL interceptions to my name, so I can't really say much. Um, but shout really out to hate, him. I really, I really hate that I share that stat with you, bro, because it makes it seem like <laughs> – who up Norris Jenkins pick six off Tom Brady uh for the Saints shout out to uh to the Jack Rabbit hey don't just breeze way off that uh Daniel one boy man monk boy nah hey you know who I you know who I heard had a great game and had some great stats that people forgetting to talk about Marcus May Oh, he, he okay. get paid. Yeah, Marcus, Marcus, Marcus May stepped up big time. I think he had like 13 yeah. tackles or something like that. And, uh, you know, wow. he, he stepped up in, in Jamal Adams' spot. They said he played a, uh, a real good game. So he's um, also shout, uh, shout out to Marcus Dan, May. Dan getting his captain back, but he's also a captain on the Jets. But he's playing his way into some good safety money. I think I think Marcus May's going to have oh, a big yeah. season and get paid. Yeah, yep, big shout, yep, out yep. To, shout out to him. Tommy Townsend uh, starts his first game at punter. Uh, for the Chiefs, he supplanted a 15-year vet, uh, Dustin Colquitt, uh, to earn that job. Had a couple of really, really nice punts at the game, one that was down at the, the four or five-yard line. Um, so shout-out to him. Uh, Freddie Swain, uh, fumble recovery. Nephew. Uh, they, yeah, I'm telling you what, man. I'm telling you what. They talked about uh, Pete Carroll. Uh, they interviewed Pete Carroll. We're talking to him on the uh, on the show, and uh, he mentioned how good Freddie Swain is at uh, at special teams. That's why he earned a spot. And you know, there's a lot of notorious you know discussion of you know a lot of rookies and you know don't play a ton under Pete Carroll unless you're you know an early round draft pick, um, especially at the beginning of the year. So shout out to Swain for getting some meaningful playing minutes. Yeah, shout uh, out, shout out to Tim one. Montgomery too. Shout out to Tim, man. Absolutely, Stadium yes, Gale, uh legend. Uh, Tim Montgomery, go. that is. Um, DJ Humphreys announces a captain for the Arizona Cardinals. So shout out to him. Uh, Van Jefferson, his first catch, 32-yard uh, over the shoulder. Just, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful catch. Um, we are talking about it before the show. Ja'Kai Polite had a uh, what looked to be a QB hurry. I'm not sure if they're going to uh, to count it as such, but it uh, definitely looked like it. So shout out to, uh, to him Anybody else? I'm trying to think. Shout out to Polite for, for, for not giving up, man, and fighting back like a dog. You know what I'm saying? He got drafted, got cut, and he could have folded, man. So shout out to Jacob Polite for, you know what I'm saying, fighting life, getting back on his feet. Dope. Yep, absolutely. The Gators, are number, the Gators are number four overall in the NFL with 39 players on active rosters, uh, which is which is incredible. Uh, to to see, uh, so shout out to the Gator boys making their name known still in the NFL. All right, boys, uh, let's see what else happened in outside of Gator news. Um, I think that's kind of it. A few guys opted out. I don't know if it's really our news, but Sean Wade okay. Ohio State opted out. I think that's big news uh, national wise. Um, Ohio State Big Ten hasn't announced that they're playing football yet, but he said, hey, man, even if y'all are, I'm, I'm going to just chill. Yeah, so and so I got a question. So I've been seeing a lot of those guys who's, who, whose conference not playing, these guys opting out. Like, I already said y'all not playing. What are you opting out from? Playing in the Not in right the now. At the, at the moment, Big Ten is uh, – I think yesterday somebody tweeted that 
that Big Ten was making a decision in the next 72 hours. So I think Big Ten's about to go. That's why you start. I think Ohio State had actually two guys opt out. I think a defensive end and Sean Wade. So it's now, been two. Another question. So how would that affect the teams that's already playing? You got the ACC already playing. They're going to be two weeks ahead of the that's SEC. That's what everybody want to know. Yeah, and then they say they're gonna come back in mid October and yeah. November. We like, oh, no, they like, trying to get started now. Like they trying right. to, like, okay. yeah, they okay. trying to get started okay. right now. But they, okay. I still think they're behind schedule because you got like a, a whole month before you can start playing ball. I, yeah. yeah, I just think the Big Ten is weasel their way out of this whole thing. So I think everybody's gonna be finishing just continue ball without them if they decide. Yeah, the, to play. the college football playoff has already announced the five times that they're gonna vote on teams this year. So right. there is going to be a college football playoff, you know, assuming that everything is is everything. They still plan on holding the national championship on January 11th down in Miami. So I don't think that they're going to do or change anything. Um, no, that's right. You know, the, the Big Ten um, puffed their chest out, pounded their chest about, you know, what they were doing. Then all of a sudden they see these other, you know, teams and programs being able to, you know, put in the proper safeguards. Maybe some of the studies that they looked at weren't hundred uh, percent accurate. And now they're, they're trying to scramble and try to figure it out, but you've got a, you got a big political divide and uh, issues that are weighing over that decision, not just the ability to come back immediately. Right. Another opt-out was a guy we actually going to face, uh, Jamon Osborne, leading wide receiver at Texas A&M, which is a, I think that was a huge um, opt-out for, for Jimbo and his offense, man. Um, those are guys that are in camp that are opting out. Uh, Ahmad, right. that's a little different. Yeah, okay. Um, Ahmad, you were, you were asking, um, just because they haven't announced that they're going to play, you know, opting out allows them to be able to – Higher agents now probably be yeah, able to get somebody right, to be correct, able to correct. train and do that kind of stuff. Uh, so that would be the benefit. I think that that's them just giving up their NCAA eligibility. Basically saying like, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm going pro, basically. Yeah, hey, I'm out, right? And instead of yeah, going to college yeah, okay. or going to school, I mean, I'm not sure if you know any of these kids are not going to school. I'm not. I'm not trying to cast aspersions on anybody or not. Just saying, you know, right, I think that right. this kid opportunity to shop for agents and things of that nature i think some of the of the bigger names that have opted out that you know are planning to get drafted pretty early have already announced some of their uh their agents so so that's what that gives them the opportunity to do um so we'll we'll see there um shout out to the university of florida according to u.s news and world report the number six overall public school in the country so Get that bag and slap different when you top 10 and everything, you know? Sure does. Sure does. I know that they're really trying to get into the top yes, five. Sir. And I mean, you're talking about Florida being up there with UCLA and Berkeley and Michigan and Virginia and, and Chapel Hill. Florida's right after uh, that group of schools right there. So that's that's a hell of an elite group to be a part of. Um, shout out to Dr. Fox and the, uh, the entire UF administration uh, for continuing to represent our school as the academic and athletic flagship of the Southeastern United States. Swag on them, Daniel. Yeah, not a big deal. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, man. Sometimes you got flex, you know? That's right. I pump our own tires a little bit. Uh, we got a bunch of Gator news to get to, so let's get to the Gator news segment of the show, which is always brought to you by our friends over at Roof Soldier. Uh, Roof Soldier is a veteran-owned company that specializes in aspects of residential and commercial roof replacement and repair. So if you've experienced any recent roof leaks or damage or simply want to take advantage of having your roof inspected, uh, as we do have five things that we're looking at there in the tropics, give Roof Soldier a call at one eight seven seven roofs fl 
Some state McGill sent you, and they'll give you a couple hundred dollars off the roof replacement if you need it. Again, one eight seven seven roofs FL, and you can visit their website at roofsoldier.com. Um, obviously, Big Dan Mullen press conference. We had a um, lot of other news that that's happened. So let's get through some of this uh, uh, other news out of the way first. Um, wide receiver Justin Shorter uh, was announced uh, late. Was that late Friday night? Uh, like at like midnight on Friday that he uh, has received his waiver and he's able to immediately play uh, for the Gators this year at the wide receiver room. Uh, Silk, Amon, do you guys think that changes the room much at all? At first I did. At first okay. I did. Yeah. But now. I've been hearing some rumblings that the short is getting busy out there. Okay. Mm-hmm. I already had like a 50-yard yeah. touchdown or something like uh, either yesterday or, or today, man. So – uh, shot is shorter, man. I don't know. I think some things are getting shaken up. We got a problem in a good problem in the wide receiver room. Yeah, that's, def- that's definitely a good problem to have. Uh, and I definitely saw, I think, was it Van Jefferson, Dan, who tweeted out saying, you know, giving Billy Gonzalez his praise on you know, being one of the best coaches in the country um, to, to, to come learn from. So, um, you know, just adding another arsenal, uh, you know, in, in, in our brigade, man, to, to go out there and put some on some folk, man. And, uh, you know, start throwing that ball deep down the field and then make some big plays. Absolutely. No, I think that Justin Shorter is a uh, is a physical wide receiver. Uh, I guess we'll see, right, how he does uh, fitting into the uh, to the roster and into the rotation and everything else. Uh, obviously, still learning the playbook and, and everything else new to the system and new to the program. Uh, but just having a guy like him immediately is going to draw uh, some, you know, necessitation by the defense and defensive coordinators to make sure that you account for a guy like him. Big, strong, physical, um, you know, wide receiver knows how to high point the ball. Uh, I just want to, you know, see him all put together. You know, he's a you know former five-star guy that was wanted by every program in America, goes up to Penn State, you know, doesn't necessarily have the stats that, you know, one would think and, you know, comes down to Florida and, you know, maybe, you know, rumors were that he got off maybe to a little bit of a slow start uh, here, but, you know, word on the street is he's really starting to come into his own. So, you know, I just want to see him put it all together. I mean, it'd be great to have a weapon like him, especially, you know, a seasoned kind of guy that's been around football, uh, you know, college football for a while. Scheming Daniel. Back at it again. Um, <laughs> I think Dan Mullen not thinking, man. I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about the wide receiver room, man. Yeah. I really am in the offense. Uh, speaking of wide receivers, um, according to our friend Andrew Spivey, uh, we're at Gator Country. The word on the street there is that Jordan Pouncey, uh, Texas transfer uh, at wide receiver, is looking like he also uh, will be getting a transfer waiver uh, as well. Don't know where he fits in big picture in terms of playing time this season. Uh, but again, to have another capable body that's done this uh, at the Power Five level, uh, you know, previously is always good to get uh, get that experience. Let's see. Other than that, I think that those are kind of your big kind of bullet point uh, items. Uh, you know, I guess we can talk a, a little bit about it. You guys see Ben Hill Griffin was on fire the other day. Yeah, I thought, yeah, I, thought I thought, look, I thought them boys in there scrimmaging or something, Dan. I didn't know what was going on in there, man. I thought, I thought flames was coming from the scrimmage in there or something, man. I thought, I thought Zach Abbott was in there landing new mixtape. I was just gonna say throwing down some bars, <laughs> giving them that heat. <laughs> All right, all right. Well, yeah, I didn't know what was um, going on, man. I just uh, if you look, if you didn't it, see it, it was a about a 30-minute uh, freak out on Twitter uh, by uh, a guy that posted a video 
uh, of you know, some smoke billowing out of the stadium. Um, I guess a tractor caught on fire, no structural damage. Nobody was hurt. Fire got put out. Everything uh, is all copacetic there. But for a little while, um, we're a little worried about old Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Man, Ben Hill would have caught on fire. I was going to get saved because 2020, the world is coming to an end if Ben Hill burned down. I don't want to be here. Yeah, no, absolutely not. <laughs> No, 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 no. Uh, we got to borrow stadiums like Miami. And, uh, oh, man, the jokes are too, too many bookmarks out there. Me talking about Miami Stadium for us to be borrowing stadium. All <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to go get saved with Silk. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, thank God everything's okay, though. That was that was a little creepy in the middle of a Saturday while we're getting jokes off about everybody else's football team. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about smack dab in the middle of the stadium. It's right there in the middle of the timeline. I'm like, what's going on here? And then I'm trying to follow on Friday, Friday, right? No, it happened on Friday. No, it happened Saturday. That was Saturday. Saturday, it was a Saturday uh-huh. thing. And then I'm trying to follow along in the kid's timeline that posted the video. And he's talking all about how he wants to get paid instead of retweeting and all this other stuff. So um, come to pay find me. out. No, pay, pay. <laughs> yeah, pay. Like, video, pay me. It's like, well, <laughs> you put it on Twitter, bro. It ain't your content anymore. Um, but uh, but shout out to the uh, the fine folks. Um, at UF or Gainesville uh, Fire Rescue for keeping the uh, the beloved swamp uh, alive. All right, boys, let's get into the meat and potatoes of things. Uh, Dan Mullen had a press conference uh, today. Uh, we'll talk about a couple kind of the bigger quotes that stick out. We know that Dan Mullen isn't a guy that uh, is going to give you a ton of information that you want. Uh, he's not going to really break down a lot of news or anything else for you. Uh, but there was a couple pieces of information. Going back to Justin Shorter, uh, he said to Justin Shorter, has a great attitude, works hard, has speed, can make explosive plays down the field, also a great physical blocker. He understands the importance of a complete game. That's where I think that Shorter might really come in and, and help while he's still learning the playbook. And you have a big physical guy, uh, you know, that might be able to take that spot of, uh, you know, Tyree Cleveland that was, you know, an incredible edge blocker for Florida last year or, you know, some of the wide receivers that, that maybe he's not going to catch the most amount of balls this year. Pause, but he may be a guy that you know is a real asset when it comes to blocking, just based on on physical size alone. Right. Let's see. Dan Mullen said that UF had some false positives on their COVID test, so they're going to get some more results out tomorrow. And there's going to be more guys. His results will come out tomorrow, and there will be more guys that have tested positive. So I, I think what Dan Mullen was getting at is this is not a there's been some lack of continuity in some of these tests. You've had some players test positive one day and then negative the next day, uh, a number of false positives uh, in a row. So um, I think that that's why they're they're maybe withholding some of that numbers and some of those in, that information. Uh, there was some news that came out that uh, one of the assistant coaches at Florida uh, tested positive for COVID. Um, obviously, we don't know and want to respect uh, who that is. Um, but ultimately not a lot of COVID news coming out of the university of Florida. Jeremy Crenshaw. It's a little secret. So when they pull out the the videos of Mm -hmm. the highlights and stuff, you can kind of just see, kind of see if any important people are missing. That's my thing. Now you gotta play forensics, man. It's not a lot of information out here. So you gotta play like detective. Um, everybody's asking around all the media guys are asking each other for information they're getting. But you got to play a little forensics and, and kind of search for it right now because everything uh, is shut down. 
I'll be honest with you. When you search around, you don't always necessarily find the good stuff. Um, you know, I wish we did get some more information. Um, I think, you know, I think that there's a way to use the media in a positive way uh, and really, you know, use some folks, use some outlets, use the, your, your, your bully pulpit to be able to, you know, I've been saying, you know, pump the tires of, or, you know, use the media to, to try to get, you know, information out there that you want. That's either going to, you know, psychologically get in the head of your players or, you know, definitely give them words of affirmation and praise. You know, I know a lot of those guys like that. Urban Meyer was big on doing that. Right. And, you know, Ahmad, you might be able to talk a little bit more about it, but he was very open when he would talk about players and he would do it in both positive ways and, you know, ways that he wanted to make sure the players were, were hearing, you know, whether it was disappointment or that they can do more, that they're not performing as well. We're just not, we're not hearing much news or much just in general um, during these uh, press conferences. Yeah, I don't care about the COVID updates to be real. I don't I understand why they may keep some of that private. Um, mm-hmm. And just like the false negatives, like I'm not really concerned that if we see a bunch of guys missing from clips and not practicing, then I'll be concerned. But right now I'm not worried about that. Just the, the other lack of information you was talking about. That, yeah. that That's a little bit much, but we got some information, so let's just get into it. What, what we got? Yeah, so a couple more uh, pieces. Uh, Aussie punter. Uh, so Florida signed a punter, if you didn't remember, uh, in this recruiting class from Australia. Uh, he came onto campus right before travel restrictions went into place. Uh, he's doing a solid job, but I guess a fifth-year walk-on, Jacob Finn, uh, is also in the running to take over Tommy Townsend's job. So for the first time in a long time, uh, Townsend won't be punting for Florida uh, so we've got two battling it out at a skill position to watch. I like it. I like it. You think, you think um, um, Nick Delatore is happy? I think Nick Delatore is pumped. I think that he is probably beside himself that he can't be at practice taking copious notes um, to let us fans know. You know you got that punter fetish. He got a big punter fetish. I I can't even begin to tell you how excited he was when Tommy Townsend had a great first NFL game. Um, that kid's let his locks grow. I mean, he looks like Thor out there. So does Alex Anzalone. Uh, you know, uh, let's see. Um, Dan Mullen had Dak Prescott talk to the team last week about using your voice uh, with the platform that playing sports at this level gives you. So shout out to Dak Prescott uh, for doing that. Uh, don't We don't know, and he didn't really dive in too much of what he said. Uh, but Dak Prescott has been very open about uh, some battles that he's had with depression, uh, has had some loss in his family uh, and dealing with COVID and everything else and overcoming that and being open about that. Um, obviously very outspoken about issues like Black Lives Matter uh, and other just you know social and, and, and justice issues. So um, being able to, to have a guy like Dak Prescott speak to the team um, is always a great tool. And, and I'm sure that that was a, a real treat for them to be able to, uh, to listen to it. A uh, great NFL quarterback. Um, speak to the team. Let's see. Also, Dan Mullen said Lorenzo Lingard is currently behind Damian Pierce and Malik Davis uh, for the running back position because it's his first time in the offense and he didn't get to have a spring practice. Uh, Dan Mullen was quoted the thing that I've been most impressed with is his attitude and his work ethic. I know he was a guy that was really highly rated out of high school, but he's a guy to me that shows up every day and works his tail off. Um, we can talk a little bit more about it. We're going to break down the offensive depth chart and everything else moving forward. Um, you guys think that that Lingard is the 
guy that is going to be third, or do you do you see a potential chance of him moving up to to second string, first string, or? I think it'd be balanced. I think number two and number three end up getting around the same amount of carries. That's my take. Okay. So I, think, I think his role will be just as big as Malik Davis's, but on the depth chart, it would make sense that he's third. Yeah, I mean, I, I think people take for granted um, missing spring practices and whatnot, and, and you know, not being able to have those. Um, you know how that affects a team, but you know, a new guy coming in has to learn the offense and learn all the checks and whatnot. Um, like Silk says, you know, two or three is going to be about the same. Uh, we already know who RB1 is. So, um, you know. You know and I, I, like, I don't think that's a bad thing either. I don't mean to cut you off of my – sorry about that. But I don't take <laughs> like Lee being third, even if he was here early. I, I take this more of a Malik shaking off rust. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking about a talented guy. So, if Lingard's third, it's not like we think he come here and he's like a, a not – he's not good good. It's just – Malik's been in the offense, and he probably shaking off, shaking off some rust. They've been talking about how he's been looking good, catching the ball out of the backfield and doing some things, man. So, shout out to Malik Davis, bro. I'm trying to see if he can bounce back to, to his old self. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what we, we can out of Malik Davis. When he was a freshman, you really kind of saw what he could potentially be. Um, I'm excited for him. I'm excited for Lingard. Um, you know, we're hearing I'm some numbers. That's what I'm really excited for. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, heard some rumblings potentially about Naquan Wright as well from some of these scrimmages and practices. But, man, um, I think that Damian Pierce is an NFL running back. Um, I'm looking forward to him carrying the load and, and you know, leading this team at that position. I've always thought that he was the, you know, Florida. Yeah, I've really liked him since he's come on campus as a north-south runner. Um, he's a powerful guy. Uh, and he can be shifty as well, um, but really, really like him. But really like the way that that, that – uh, running back room is is shaking out. I uh, want to see us be able to get some uh, some recruits that we can develop. But uh, from where we're sitting right now, it looks like a, a pretty solid uh, solid room with a bunch of guys that can uh, can carry the load for us. Absolutely. All right. So Dan Mullen also mentioned that Florida is going to have a mock game day on uh, this upcoming Thursday, which is going to be eight days before they leave uh, to go to Oxford uh, to play Ole Miss in game one. So this is what the typical mock game day uh, routine is going to look like. The team is going to gather in the stadium and go through a normal routine. They're going to get on buses, drive to the hotel that they stay in before games, before a home game, or they would drive to the airport if it's an away game. Uh, They'd walk in just like any other game. Um, and then they'd go through, uh, obviously everything, uh, from there. That's what they would traditionally do this year. It's going to be, um, a little bit different. You know, this isn't a a mock scrimmage or, or anything else. Um, so they're going to show up to the stadium. They're using different locker rooms, uh, different meeting rooms. Uh, they're going to have to be specifically assigned a seat on the bus to the airport. Different groups are going to leave at different times. Their seating arrangements on the plane are going to be different. Yeah, I think they go through the entire routine of what that's going to be like. I'm not sure if they're going to physically drive to the airport. It seems like a waste of time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But they might go through and simulate what that uh, that experience oh, okay. might be. I was about to say, that seems – Imagine driving through Gainesville on your bus just to go to the airport to turn around for, for nothing. Um, and then let's see, the buses, when they get off the plane, are going to be different. How they travel, what they're bringing is going to be different. The fire drill as a kid. That's I right. I used to love the fire drill because I ain't want like I got tired of sitting at the desk. But if I was in college, I don't want a fire drill. 
No, I, I agree, man. I agree. Um, when they get to the hotel, they're going to tweak their routine about spacing for the hotel. Roommate situations are going to be different. Um, some people are going to have single rooms. Some people are going to you know, be doubled up. And the bus on the way to stadium pregame locker room setup is going to be all different. So there's going to be a bunch of things that they're going through on this upcoming Thursday. That was Dan Mullen's very long kind of rambling explanation of, of everything that's going on. But they're going to go through that on Thursday. So, um, Silk, you played college ball. Ahmad, you played college ball. Talk to us a little bit about what you guys did, um, you know, Ahmad and, and Silk, to, to kind of prepare for the start of the season. I went to JUCO, so we, like we didn't, we we drove bus everywhere. Like we ain't never seen no plane. <laughs> like we, all our game was. But, at but least the games were kind of close, ain't it though? Nah, bro, we was in Philly some games. Um, yeah. I played upstate New York, so we would go to the city. We had Ithaca. Uh, we go to Philly, Jersey, all type of all type of shenanigans. But on the bus, trucking it. Uh, I think we, we rode the bus to Tallahassee and Jacksonville. That, that's that's pretty much. It. I mean, we what, we flew to uh, Atlanta. Y'all, we flew to Miami. Y'all flew to PJ, huh? Y'all flew to PJ. Or y'all went commercial. Um, when did we did we fly, 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 fly private plane? Yeah, PJ. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, fly, we, fly, we, fly. we never we never went on we never went in the airport really. I, no, it was, it was like you don't understand rich talk when I say PJ. I, I couldn't hear on. you because you, you was cutting out. Um, yeah, it's right. Uh, no, we went we went we went in the, we went in the, um. In the airport a few times, but we usually get right on the runway, and then sometimes they'll have the stuff at the room on the runway. You get what I'm saying? So like the metal detector you walk through and whatnot. Right. A lot of times, then they'll have it at the stadium as well. So mm-hmm. when you get done mm-hmm. with the game, when you walk out the locker room, it's right there. So you just get on the bus, and then you, when you get to the airport, you just hop straight on on the plane on the runway. But um, um, <clears throat> good. Since we're kind of talking about it, this wasn't even in anything that we talked about for the show. What's that experience like? I mean. What, what are you guys doing on the plane when you're flying out there? Like, are you guys, like, going through anything, or is it just pretty chill and guys are just hanging out? And then what happens after? Obviously, I know you guys have, like, a, you know, a meal or whatever that you might eat on the plane, but are you guys start to break things down then, or what, so, what goes so, on on the plane? So when you, when, you, when you get on the plane, um, we, we have tests. Um, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure the guys still have tests. And what, what it, a test usually what, what um, consists of is basically your assignments of that week. You know all your checks and whatnot, and, and um, it basically shows like all the formations and what you're gonna check to. What if this guy goes in motion and it starts from a three by one and goes to a doubles, you know, two by two, or you know, vice versa. What if it starts to doubles and go to three by one? So, um, and, and you basically, you know, have about 10, 15 questions um, that you have to do, and, and and you have to give it to your coach uh, the next morning. So, you know, some guys are doing their tests, um, some mm-hmm. guys, you know, just relaxing. We have like a little small meal. Um, you know, to where we can grab on the plane where we, as we're getting on and whatnot. Um, but, but nothing too big because as soon as we land, we eat. So we we put our stuff down and we go eat. Now after the after the game is is more chill um, as well. We didn't have iPads and stuff when I played, so I don't know how the guys um, go about looking at their plays and whatnot. I know in the NFL we you know we had iPads. The guys looked at the, at the game again, but um, usually coming back home and it's more a little bit more chill. So what you what you do on the play? Play like your Game Boy or whatever. <laughs> man, I ain't that old, man. <laughs> I had no game, boys, in college, Dan. Uh, <laughs> I, I could just see a mod playing Pokemon, and Urban's like, "All right, Black, it's time to go." He's like, "I got to catch this Pikachu. I can see it." Hey, so, so, I had probably probably a Pikachu, man. I'm setting something up, man. I don't know what Dan's talking about. 
as soon as I land, so, I mean, that's you. You know, that's what mm-hmm. I was probably trying to do. You know. So, I could see a mod looking for some co-eds on Facebook going into some groups. I see it. I'm not going to put you on blast, though. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so mock game day uh, this week. And then that's kind of the end of everything. I mean, you know, the press conferences, if you, if you follow along, are, are, are pretty straightforward. Uh, but, uh, but Florida has done both of their scrimmages. Uh, they are uh, just now going through some final practices, going through some walkthroughs, and then ultimately just getting ready uh, for that Ole Miss game, which, again, is in 12 days from right now. So all I guess right. with all that being said, so you want to do the offensive breakdown or you want to talk about Ole Miss a little bit? We'll do a little bit of Ole Miss. Uh, I've, just been, I've been creeping on their message boards and listening to Lane Kiffin's. Uh, we're a week away from, from game prep, so – Right. So I'm prepare the people and what's going on over there. If you're betting money on this game, I don't know what the spread is, but I bet a lot of money on it. That's just me. Um, we talked about a little bit earlier. Ole Miss has been dealing with 27 players missing count, whether it's due to COVID or injury-wise. Uh, I think that's a lot of players to be missing. Uh, just listening to Lane Kiffin's presser, you got you got a take on that, Dan? You good? No, I was just going to say because not only are they I, – I don't know what happens when they're missing at – Obviously, they're missing from practice. I don't know what they then get to do away from teams, social distancing. Yeah, but I think yeah, they might also keep them out of the the weight room too, and other things, right? So it's not just keeping them off the football field; it's kind of keeping them out of their just routine as a whole. And then they're going to have to come back, and they're going to um, it's going to take it's going to take a little while. So um, when you have that many guys quarantined, it's just not uh, it, it can create some real big issues. So. Um, but no, I don't think we have a spread yet. So, though. Okay, I'm interested to see what that spread. I thought it was one out. I'm interested to see what that spread gonna be. I yeah. lied. Um, the spread did come out. But before I give you the spread, this section of our show, as always, is sponsored by our friend at Lee Friedland of the law firm of Friedland and Associates, who truly cares about people. He handles auto accidents, medical malpractice, nursing home cases, criminal matters, and personal injury cases in every jurisdiction within the state of Florida. Give Lee a call. One eight hundred ninety five injured. And visit his website at yourfighthourbattle.com. And that's Lee Friedland, 1-800-95-INJURED, yourfighthourbattle.com. So the spread right now is Florida minus 10.5 with a minus 120 money line on that. Uh, You think that number goes north or south from there? North meaning Florida gains more, south meaning Mississippi uh, closes the gap a little bit. Uh, I had to check out West to Play podcast to, to 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 find that out, man. I don't know if which direction it may go, but I think ten will more than cover it. Um, they're they're, they're decimated right now. They're cross training. Listen to Lane Kiffin's presser. They're about to cross train the entire offense how to play defense and the entire defense how to play offense. That's I'm the type here of thing. And if they're wasting time and got to figure out that type of stuff. Um, I like I like our chances, man. I just think we I think this team is in a terrible spot. We're having no no spring. Uh they're having a decimated and injury and COVID uh pandemic in the locker room. And also Plumley. I think Matt Corral is pretty pretty much the guy right now. Uh, you know what I'm excited guy. for? What's that? I'm excited to see Kyle Pitts lining up at tight end uh with quarterback and cornerback Matt Corral guarding him. Um just to see Florida, you know, see what Kyle right. Pitts might be able to do against Matt Corral as a defensive back. 
Their secondary is is a problem right now as well. So you may see Matt Corral play a little safety or some, no. some lockdown corner on the boundary. If I see Matt Corral out there at the corner, dog. <laughs> they cross training. What do you think Matt Corral's playing on defense if they cross training? You got to play that, bro. Ain't nothing to <laughs> 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 he lined up at Will Backer, bro. We pounded right, that shit right at <laughs> 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 oh, But all man. the Corral, we're going to run that shit right at you, bro. Yeah, they already had Pumley, uh behind in the quarterback race in this, just reading the, 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 the clips from their writers and stuff. But now that Plumley's missing time, it's looking like, like Matt Corral's going to be the guy. So that's – I mean, he was a former, a former UF commit. Uh, Dan Mullen didn't really want him to be his guy, so that's an interesting storyline going into this. But uh, I'm excited, man. I think we tee off on that boy. I'm here for it. I'm here for all of it. I'm here for all of it. Um, not too we're, – we're obviously going to break down Ole Miss a little bit more next week. Uh, I'm not too concerned. I think that that line is going to probably grow a little bit as we get closer. I can see Florida walking into that game, maybe 12, 12.5-point favorites uh, in that game. Um, I, I don't I, – It'll be interesting to see, you know, we saw a lot of sloppiness in the first half of some of these games this past week. Uh, you know, I think that Dan Mullen and the, the guys can can prepare them to be able to deal with, you know, coming off of, you know, an elongated offseason, getting a couple new starters out there. But at the end of the day, I like the team that's coming back to be able to come and, you know, set the mood and set the tone early uh, there in Oxford. Oxford does have some fans. So it won't be a completely silent game. I'm not saying that they'll be loud, um, but, you know, you certainly, um, you know, it's going to be a, a different environment where you have to make sure that you're um, being able to, to hype your own team and, and, and build off your energy and everything else. So uh, I like Florida, uh, but we'll get into our, our picks uh, next uh, next week. All right. We got a special guest coming on the show. We sure do. He's lined up. Okay. Our special guest this week is brought to you by Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. Anything you need insured from the panhandle to the keys, hit my man Greg up. 954-589-2204. Home, auto, life, financial services, best customer service in the business, man. Greg, my man's. That's my per. If I have customer service issues, I just hit, hit him up personally. You know, um, I don't got to call a 1-800 number or nothing like that, man. Shout out to Greg. 954-589-2204, man. Big coverage, big policy, the official carrier of the big three. That's how you got where we're at. You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. And join us for the first time on Stadium and Gale is none other then Riverside, California's finest, Ronald Powell. Ronald, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing well, man. How are you? Good, man. Good. Well, Ronald, it's a pleasure to uh, to chat with you. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, Ronald, you were uh, widely considered um, the, the best high school prospect coming out of high school uh, your year, um, living out in California. How did the Florida Gators convince you to come all the way across uh, the country to a little small town called Gainesville, Florida. Man, it was, it was the culture, man. It was the culture that I seen, um, culture in the SEC, just knowing that was big time ball out there. Um, at the time, it was a lot going on with SC. And, um, 
uh, I ended up being recruited by Brian White. And Brian White and my head coach, uh, I didn't know at the time, but they went way back in recruiting from recruiting from the L.A. days when Brian White used to uh, recruit in L.A. Um, my head coach was at L.A. Fremont. So um, that started off a good relationship. And then just seeing, being under Brian White's wing like that, just seeing how he really cared and seeing, how, you know, what he was about, uh, it definitely drew me. But uh, other than that background, stuff like that, uh, man, it, like I, like I said, it was the culture. It was uh, all them dudes up there playing big time ball, uh, flying around, hitting people with an attitude. Um, I wanted to be a part of something like that, and uh, and and I wanted to go do it somewhere where it was a a, a great big platform for ball, and there was no other place than SEC and of course Florida. Hey, Ronald, what, what was it like being the number one player in the country? I know that comes with a lot of pressure. Like, give me, give me the breakdown of that, man. Man, it was, to be real with you, man, it was humbling, man, because, like, I I didn't see it, I didn't see it coming. You know what I mean? I didn't see it coming at all. It was it was real humbling. Um, but at, at the same time, there was a lot of expectations for it. Um, but I, I kind of, like, just took it, took it with a, you know, with you know, like everything else, you know, and just kind of like put it on my back and uh, try to live up to that, you know, to the expectation to keep doing what I was doing to get myself in that position in the first place. So, Ronald, you came for Friday Night Lights back when Friday Night Lights was kind of a, a really unique um idea in in college uh recruiting um what what initially i know you said you got recruited by, by brian white i'm not sure um if that relationship just you know piqued your interest i know florida was coming off a national title was you know one of the top programs in the country but yeah that's and that's what i meant by you know the culture you know what i mean the yeah culture, mod and them seeing them flying around like that um but you know at the time it was down you know what i mean it, they just had came off a of down uh not uh, you know not the expectations mm -hmm. of what they were just doing you know as far as the national championship mm -hmm. and it gave up it gave me a chance to be like okay well now that you know it's not something that i'm coming to that's already in place you know what i mean it's something where like you know they it's, it was it was down a little bit and we have a we have a uh you know you, you we, we got a chance to basically you know make our mark too you know what i mean and put our, right. our in a piece you know yeah, absolutely. You know, so you were you were there, and you were being recruited by obviously Brian White and and Urban Meyer and, and you know his staff. And so, um, not long after you know Florida plays um, in the uh, in their bowl game uh, that year, Urban Meyer steps down. Um, he comes back a few days later. But what was that uh, experience like, knowing that you were committed to – or that was right before uh, you committed to Florida. But I would imagine that you had kind of made your decision in your head. But but what went through your head when, when Urban Meyer retired and then unretired pretty quickly? Man, like, you know, it was it, – shit, it was um, – you know, the SC thing, my, my choices was down to SC in Florida. And I had kind of – I had started messing with Miami a little later. Um, rest in peace, RB Hill too, man. Great dude, great coach, great man. Um, um, but he was actually coming down here recruiting me uh, from Miami. Um, but 
aside from that, it was it was really just SC in Florida that I had been keep you know staying close to. And which which uh which visit was the best? I to be real with you, I took one official visit, man. I took one official visit, and it was to Florida. Yeah, bro. Cause, cause listen, bro. Urban, when once you commit, he ain't letting you take no. When he he say, hey, I don't want you to take no other visits. I took one official visit. I, it was at Florida. Yeah, I mean, I even Ole Miss. I don't even. Yeah, but you ain't never one player in the country. That's let's slap a little different about telling you. Yeah, slap a little different, but, but, <laughs> but you know, a lot a lot of guys on our team, bro, was saying, hey, man, I only took one visit because Herb, he be in them guys' ears, like, hey, man, you once you commit, that's it. So what was that like not like taking any more visits? You you were um Man, I mean I, that's that's a lot of pressure not to. I know you seen he got game. Yeah, I mean, to be real with you, man, like if it was if it was if it was today, you know, I, I got a son now, you know what I mean? Today I tell my son to take every trip, you know. I take every trip with him and uh and 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 guide him on the on, you know, what the things he should be looking for and what he should be focused on. Uh, to weigh out his options in the best way, not to say I made a a, a bad decision because I made a great decision. I never turn turn my back on the Gators, um, or even speak you know anything negative towards it because it's just that's that's lifetime. You know what I mean? Um, but for me, it was a it was a great decision. But um, as far as me not taking a only taking one official visit, I wouldn't. I wouldn't, I, and, you know, I, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, suggest that to my kids. You know what I mean? I just would want them to be able to see more and, and not to be as closed off because I remember how closed off I was. So, so Ronald, talk to, talk to us about your, your decision. Um, what, what did it ultimately come down to? Um, obviously your recruiting class was widely considered at the time, the best you know, ranked recruiting class of all time, but talk to us about some of the relationships that you had with, you know, guys like Matt Elam and other folks that were in, you know, that recruiting class that really, you know, was expected to come in and, you know, really just, you know, keep the, the, the Florida banner flying high. Man, it was, it was, man, we had a dope relationship with all those guys. Uh, me, Elo, Sharif Floyd, Dominic Easley, um, even Gerald Christian. Uh, I used to hang out with uh, Debo's. A lot, man. When I uh, when I was first getting recruited, so that was, and he was he just uh came off his redshirt year, so he was basically in our class, I believe, or the next. Uh, I think he was a nah. He was he was basically in our class coming off the redshirt year. Um, but all my guys that was in my class, um, it it was big time, man. It was huge. Me and me me and dudes like Easley and Sharif, we talked about it all the time coming there. Uh, even you know Mac Brown. Uh, just we Jonathan Dallin, you know what I mean. The list go on. We had so much talent, um, that that was special. You know what I mean. And and of course, man, you want to be around dogs. You want to be around greatness. You want to be around uh, people and, and dudes that's gonna push you to the to the highest level. And it, it was dudes like 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 I said, Elo and and uh, Easley and Reef and, you know what I mean, just all the dudes that I came in with that pushed me and, and I, we pushed each other, you know what I mean, kind of to come together uh, and make that thing happen. Because, you know, of course, we, you know, we wasn't recruiting, but we, you know, when we come on these trips, you know, everybody, everybody wondering, 
you know, everybody wondering what you're going to do. We kind of can ask our, you know, ask the personal questions when we all together. And uh, a lot of us was pushing to, you know, kind of see it, you know, see this thing out together. And, and that's what we did. Hey, Ronald, talk about uh, one of the biggest obstacles or the biggest difference um, you had to overcome coming from Cali to Florida. Uh, what, what, what was different? Uh, I mean, the culture change, man. Uh, the culture change was different, man. It's like, you know, come, you know, coming from the West Coast, uh, being a Cali kid, you know what I mean? Coming all the way down to Gainesville, Florida, I seen a lot of just just a lot of stuff I wasn't used to, you know what I'm saying? Just, just the, you know, the racism and just, uh, it, it was, it was, it was, it was crazy. You know, you had people that was comfortable with, you know, I remember sitting in class in a, in a, uh, in a, in a, we were having a, uh, a com uh, it was in a, communi a communication class. We was having a conversation about the diverse relationships <laughs> And uh, somebody literally stood up, and, you know, stood up in class and was like, "Man, uh, to be honest with you, <laughs> you know, our, you know, our family don't believe in that. You know what I mean? Our families is, you know, a part of this and a part of that." And I was like, "Wow, it just, it just shocked me." You know? But it, it was, it, it, it came both ways though. You know, it was a lot of pain, uh, both ways in the culture. You know what I'm saying? Because you can just, you can vividly see it. You know what I'm saying? When I got there. Uh, I remember calling home like, man, it's, you know, even even blacks, you know what I'm saying? Even, you know what I mean? It's just a different culture and how they yeah. talk and how they spoke, you know what I mean? Uh, and that was probably like the biggest thing where I'm like, man, what the, you know, what is this? You know, it was, it was, you know, be, you know, walking through campus and see somebody walk across the street, you're like, damn, it's really like that. But uh, some of those things was like probably the hardest thing, the hardest things as far as ball. Um, as far as like uh, ball, uh, I would say like the transitions, man, like all the different transitions uh, with like, you know, coming from Urban to Muschamp, and, you know what I mean? And Adazio in there, in between there. Uh, I feel like um, all those different transitions when when guys are recruiting their guys, you know what I mean? And and, and trying to, you know, keep their jobs and stuff like that. It's a, it's, it's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of things that go along with that. And I, you know, seeing some of the things I seen with dudes that, you know, came and went, how, you know, how they got guys out of there, how they, you know what I mean? It just, those were the, yeah. some of the hardest times for me because, you know, you see these young dudes come in and you try to help them, you know what I'm saying? You try to help them. And you know they might make a mistake, but they ain't make you know they ain't making the mistake that you know no other mistake that you know the next dude hadn't made, hadn't you hadn't seen in front of your face, but you know certain you know you see certain ones get get out of there, you know what I mean? They right. rather they have to test them ten times in a right. row, or you know what I mean? Whatever it is, they gonna get you out of there. <laughs> so. I mean, so seeing some of that stuff was some of the hardest times for me, you know, because oh. you know it's it's these people's it's livelihood, you know what I'm saying? It's like dudes that I feel like come in and 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 you know you playing with their livelihood, you know what I'm saying? Dudes, dudes could have, dudes could have really I seen really great dudes in front of my face, you know what I'm saying? Just out the door, you know what I mean? 
What do you, what you think, dude? I, I, I like the bag you in now. Uh, I like the conversation that you're having. I think it's real talk, man. A lot of stuff you're saying, like, it ain't easy to say. Even with the transition from um, L.A. to, to Gainesville, it's a huge culture shift. And and because I think racism's everywhere, but it's slapped different down south for sure. But um, as far as the team and and, and like oh, the yeah. talent, I was gonna say it, it's but. definitely it's definitely uh, everywhere, but it is way it's it's like it's intense. Like before right. out here, you know, it's almost like people were scared to even say it or scared to be a part of it. You know what I mean? It's like when I got out there, it was a little, it was a lot more open. Right. As far as the players, man, you guys came. There's some big egos in that class. You guys came in. I know Elo, um, from West. He from West Palm. Jerry Christian, all those guys. But that's number one class and probably the, the the highest ranked class ever on paper. Did you guys have any? And there was already big dogs on campus. Was there an ego clash? I actually you ain't Ahmad that because Ahmad was the upper class guy. Was there any ego clashing? Uh, Ahmad wasn't ego clashing, but uh. Unless he was saying, unless he was doing it behind closed doors, but uh, no, nah, I'm just messing with y'all. <laughs> I, I think, I think pretty much what it was, bro. Go ahead, go ahead, finish up. I come after you, bro. It was though, man. When we first got there, I feel like, I feel like, um, you know, you had dudes, dudes, real dudes. You know what I'm saying? We wasn't really. We really didn't see nobody, you know what I'm saying? It was, it, you know, if if it wasn't no respect, you know, we wasn't we wasn't giving it either, you know. So I feel like uh, in the beginning that hurt us because we had a couple key pieces uh, in leadership and in our class that should have somehow came together uh, it, uh, to to figure things out, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it kind of became this versus thing. You know our our uh, our freshman year, when you know we could have we could have especially going on to the NFL and stuff like that, seeing how guys bring dudes along and you know stuff like that, seeing dudes bring dudes along even in college. Uh, my years there, I feel like yeah, that it gave us some it gave us some hiccups because it was it was a lot of uh, ego stuff going on. Um, that really, you know, just respect and just eat. Like, it, it was a lot of stuff. You put you put dogs in a cage, man, you know, they're going to fight. Lions. <laughs> they gonna, the lions. They gonna yeah, so out, so you know? I, I, I think pretty much what, he, what it was, bro, is, you know, you got a bunch of guys. So, like you said, you know, I even tried to chime in, and you and shit, you shut me down. Man, you're the number one player in the country. That shit slapped different. These dudes the number one. We was the number one class, Silk, but these dudes the number one class, like, ever. You know right. what I'm saying? So it's hard to really kind of – can't even tell them anything, you know. Um, you know, coming out of high school, you you the man. You see what I'm saying? You can still be the man here, but you got to go about it differently, right? So you, you if you ain't make no plays yet, it's hard to come on on campus and be like, hey, I'm, I'm that dude. Da 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 Like we understand you may be that dude, but show us something first. You see what I'm saying? So I think it was just a, a, a miscommunication um, with with a lot of the guys that had been there already. Um, you know, seeing these younger guys come in and and, and basically try to say, hey. You know, we the number one class in the country, and we're going to do it our way when we have been winning this whole time a different way. Um, so, like Ronald said, I think it was at the beginning, it was a lot of key pieces, you know, missing that we things we could have done better um, to, to kind of corral those younger guys and, 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 and bring them under our wing a little bit better. That's, you know, Urban was out, almost out the door anyway. He had one foot in and one foot out. So it, it wasn't even no really, you know, having a coach in there trying to help because 
any any you know signs of it getting foggy, Urban was just like you know throwing his hands, washing his hands with it. See what I'm saying? So if, if it was a small Herb, divide. Herb uh, I think we could have done some stuff better. Urban said, "If you see another punch blow through, that we was gonna get us up out of there, man." Yeah, it got physical. Yeah, it got physical a little bit, man. It's it's no way, bro. Listen, if you if you look at it, what you say? I I I was I was gonna I was gonna say, bro. If you look at that 2010 team, so man, if you just look at that team, there's no way we supposed to lost five games. Yeah, there's no way, bro. We beat Georgia and all that, bro. It's there's no way we lost five games, bro. I want to get back to the light rooms though. What you was about to say, Ropo? I was saying that I don't I don't think the commit I think the the perception of what that was uh, went further than what it actually was because when you I mean y'all right. know, I mean you said you know Elo personally you know what I'm saying or you know you know you know a lot of these dudes you even came across or you know Gerald or you know uh, Bobby right. Bobby Clark or you know what I'm saying all these dudes uh, when you come from when you come from the stuff like that man you don't really have you have that you have that attitude because it's it's it, you know what I'm saying either be eight, you know, but it's a respect level there always, you know what I'm saying, as far as the game, as far as as far as you know, coming into a place we like we felt like we had to prove our prove what we had before, you know, because we hadn't been on that level. You know, it's level you know, it's levels to this thing, you know what I'm saying? And and I I can speak for myself where I say that you know, when when I went from, you know, high school ball to college ball or even, you know, little league ball to high school ball, you know, the difference was when I got there, I wasn't, you know, I had been, you know, it, it's it's not something where you like, man, I'm the shit or I'm this or I'm that. It's, it's more like, okay, let's go. It's either be eight and you ain't going to eat me. You know what I'm saying? That's period, you know? And I think that that perception of what that looked like and sounded like at the time, I think it got, you know, it got mixed up because of the older class really being on that. You know, the older class was like, man, y'all ain't about to come in here and this and that. And, and, and I, shit, I never was really on that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it was more of it was more of just, you know. We not but you 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 know what I'm saying you you bleed like me you know what I'm saying you bleed like me you know what I mean you can get punched in the mouth too you know what I mean it was more of that attitude that the perception of you know what I'm saying that that was given off got really just you know misconstrued you know and I think that was a big part of like losing those five games because and a lot of those games was close games too and it, it yeah. like some, we look up and we just like what the fuck I mean what you know what I mean what happened you know what I'm saying. I mean, I remember, man, I remember what a hundred under a hundred yards FSU. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. stuff like that happening. We still bro, bro, the ball game. A loop, you know what it, it was crazy, you know. So and you know, I, I always think about it. You know, just what if? You know, what if Cam Newton was still there? What if? You know what I'm saying? With, with that talent and the, and that classes that we were pulling in there. What if? What if? You know right. and. It's no listen. It's no way. If you just go down the lineup, bro, we had like, we had like Easley and and um and uh Shree Florida D tackle, 
You know what I'm saying? Like, Powell and I end with Lorente McCray and shit. Like, all these dudes went to the NFL, bro. No reason why we lost five games, bro. Jelani Jenkins, bro. Boston. You know, there's no way. Bro, me and Will Hill in that safety, bro. And we we got Janoris at corner. Even those, even Mm. the young corners we had with. We had Janoris Jenkins at corner. Uh, yeah, uh, see them. Yeah, after we left, all them boys, yeah, man, that, that was, was raw too. It was raw, so, raw talent, man. But yeah, man, it was, it was definitely good to get you guys, you know, at UF and to keep uh, keep that standard going, man. And I definitely enjoyed watching you guys play and grow. Um, because like I said, man, when y'all guys came in, it was from, from when I said when y'all came in to when it was time for y'all to leave and get out of here. Um, after that 2012 uh season, man, it was it was a lot of growth. So definitely was proud of you guys because. Y'all came in, y'all was some brats, bro. <laughs> for real. I swear to God, y'all was brats, dog. Y'all ain't wanna y'all ain't wanna listen for real. So what was um Urban Meyer like? You talked about the player situation as far as the on uh, the dynamic between upper class and lower class guys. How was Urban dealing with that whole dynamic? And did you did you approve the way? Did he handle it right? Not right? What was your vibe? Uh- I mean, man, I'm a I'm a freshman at the time, man. We I don't really have mm-hmm. to say so in that, you know what I mean? I don't know how. At the time, I would have thought I was handling everything the right way, and and look up now, and that ain't the case, you know what I'm saying? So at the time, I think he he was handling the best way he could, you know what I mean? Everybody, right. as human beings, we all you know we all handle things and 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 in, in, in different ways and 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 go through things different, you know, in in different days, and I, I think. During the time, uh, during that time, it was a hard time for Herb, uh, just like everybody else, you know what I mean? And, you know, in a, in, in, in a situation with, I mean, sometimes, you know, it went from, it went from him, you know what I mean, being like, hey, I practice, hey, man, look, we can't have another throw, you know, punch thrown here, out here, period, you know, to kind of like, Wow, you know what I mean? What is wow? What's going on? Wow, he did a lot of that, you know. Wow, what the like? What the hell? You know, he mm-hmm. didn't see it going this way, you know what I mean? And then he had all that other stuff going on at home, and I think it was a load. I think it would have been a load for anybody, you know. So, so talk me, talk to us a little bit more about that. So, what what was that first year? I mean, we've we've talked about it a lot on the show. We've had a number of guys that were you know, in your recruiting class or, you know, on campus, you know, during that time. And, you know, it was a transition year, you know, Urban comes back, but, you know, takes a, a leave of absence. You know, it doesn't look like he has the same fire. Steve Adazio is in charge for, for a while. You guys come in, you guys do lose, you know, a number of games, you know, closely. But, you know, what what was that, that year like? And, you know, ultimately, you know, what was it like then, you know, over the next year, the year after, obviously you, you get Will Muschamp in there, you know, you have a completely different staff, you know, what was the, the locker room chemistry and, and how did it change? Because I, I know you look back, you know, finally on your time at UF, but it seems like it got off to a pretty rocky start. Uh, man, to be real with you, I wouldn't even say it was, it was rocky, man. It was just, you know, just how it was handed. But I mean, along, along the way, even with her, even, you know what, man, uh, in life, bro, you know, everything is, Everything we go through, it, you know, it strengthens us. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's all, it's all for a reason, you know. And Word. I look at my experience at at Florida as one of my biggest growths in my life as an adult. You know what I mean? And 
And I say that because of those transitions, because of the, the you know, adversity of, of going from, you know, different coaches, you know, the ups and downs of what goes on in football uh, and recruiting uh, in the locker room with strength coaches. And, you know, it's a lot of different dynamics in that, you know, even in, from, you know, just weight room, the locker room, you know what I mean, with players, the coaches and staff, you know, different staff members coming in. Uh, it's a lot of ups and downs in that, um, but my my the the I don't really harp on that. You know the positive things, man. I, I was I was coached by, you know, great coaches in this in this game. Uh, I got I was blessed to be around Dan Quinn, uh, mm-hmm. Brian uh, Brian Young. You know what I mean? Them dudes is like real dudes. You know what I mean? Most genuine people I didn't been around him and Brian White. You know what I mean? Those are like, you know. Like you know, lifetimers, uh, and and then my friends, you know what I'm saying, dudes. I dudes I came in those locker rooms with, you know, we, you know, we that's life. They lifers, you know what I mean. So, within those experiences, I can't really, I can't really, you know, take nothing, take nothing from it as far as negative because I gained so much from it, you know. I love it, man. So, what was that, you know, transition like? I mean, you go, you know, from Urban Meyer and. Uh, who was was it? DJ Durkin was the defense coordinator. DJ Durkin, he, he was the last the last coordinator. But uh, DQ was the coordinator um, before him, and then we had um, we had we had Terry Austin, my, my senior. Yeah, Terry oh, Austin. Austin. That's right. We had Terry Austin. Yeah. You had three different defensive coordinators during your time there, but, but talk to us about going from, you know, Urban Meyer and, and obviously, you know, known for being an offensive guru and everything else. And you have this, you know, kind of fiery, you know, first time head coach, you know, very well-respected defensive coordinator moving into that head coaching role. Um, but obviously a very defensive heavy guy. Um, obviously you being on the defensive side of the ball, talk to us a little bit about that, you know, change and transition that you went through. Um, It, it was, I mean, for me, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, so I got the herb that was going through all of this, you know what I'm saying? I didn't get the national championship herb. So it's hard for me to say, oh, you know, this is herb versus this herb because I got the herb that I got. Um, and then to go on, I got much champ. And not to say, you know, I, a lot of respect for herb, you know, a lot of respect for, you know, uh, his whole coaching staff and everything they were doing, uh, especially now that I didn't got older, I seen the way his mind worked. I seen what, you know, just the way he went about things uh, as far as, you know, how he coached and why he did what he did and how he did it. I understand it. Um, and then going f- from that to Muschamp, you know, Muschamp was a, a dog, you know what I'm saying? Fire, getting you, you know what I mean? Getting, get up and getting whoever face, you know what I'm saying? Uh, wanted to you know make things fun on defense make you know make had guys flying around having a guy like dan quinn you know as his defensive coordinator he had a lot of he had a lot of glue in the game you know he like dan quinn dan quinn kept guys like elo and and easley and sharif floyd um and myself like and, and, and Lorente McCray close and stuff like that. Cause we had a lot of trust in Dan Quinn. Um, and obviously you, you can, you can see, you could, you've seen that and they play, you know what I mean? How they play for Dan Quinn on defense. 
uh, when he was there. Um, um, but uh, that tra- I mean, the transition, I mean, between the two coaches, going from a guy that was, you know, kind of laid back as an offensive guy, you know, laid back, kind of, you know, uh, more psychological to a guy that was a defensive guy, fiery, jumping up and down, uh, beating on his chest. Of course, for a defensive guy, that's a you know it's a plus. You know what I mean? You get a, you get a guy in there, you get a guy in there that's invested on defense, so he's in the defensive rooms with you. Uh, he, he's in the he's in the meetings. He might come sit in your defense uh, positional meetings. You know what I mean? Uh, he, he's hands on when it comes to that. You know, hands on on the field and stuff like that. So, and, and of course, he wanna he wanna he wanna see us whip ass. You know, at practice. So. That was always, you know, some uh, uh, a lot of fire in that, and a lot of enthusiasm in that. Hey, Ronald, um, give me your favorite game. Um, what was your favorite moment in the swamp? Favorite uh, team to play against? Let's get into some good times. Man, I love, bro. I love playing Georgia. I love playing Georgia. Man, I, to be real with you, man, I love, I love playing in a swamp. Period. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Them, them, them games is just, is just crazy. You feel me? It's just, it's unbelievable. You know what I mean? To be under those, those lights on the field. You, everybody know how our fans is. Is one we got a wonderful fan, va- fan base, and it's wild out there. So, uh, my, you know, my experience as a Gator just being out there was just, just wild. But, uh, I remember, uh. Get my first my first uh sack versus Tennessee. Um I believe that was my uh, sophomore year. Um at the at uh Tennessee. I remember uh D Andre DeBose. We had a uh, I used to be on a kickoff return with Andre DeBose. I was his guy. Uh, as far as our, you know, we had an ambush block on our uh on our uh, kickoff return, and uh, I just remember flying around, having fun, seeing, seeing, watch, you know, ambushing dudes, and seeing Andre Bowles go to the crib or South South Carolina. Those games right there was like, you know, just seeing big time stuff like that, you know, was amazing. Um, as far as myself, as far as myself, man, like I said, man, Georgia was probably some of my it was where I had my most fun, you know. Georgia playing Georgia uh, down in Jacksonville, playing against Gurley, playing you know, playing against Murray. Always putting my hands on the Georgia quarterbacks. Uh, hey, hey, sure, hey, sure. Don't he owe us money from two thousand twelve? Two thousand twelve. What game that was? Which, which game are you talking? Two thousand twelve. Oh man, I don't even want to talk about it. Yeah, you know I don't want to talk about it. You know what I'm saying, Rufo? Y'all, y'all what happened? through the cast in 2012 Georgia game, man. What happened? Y'all boys lost. That was Reed, though. Oh, when he got the punch out? Yes, sir. When he got the punch out? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Talk about that. How was the – how was your – like, how was rehabbing and coming back from the ACL? I said, how was rehabbing and coming back off the ACL when you was at UF? Uh, so I had to, I had, everybody know I had to hiccup, uh, 
in the spring game and then coming back coming back from it i ended up doing it again because i had a cadaver graph so i ended up doing it like six months later you know i ended up going and getting another uh a whole another surgery um uh, but man the, the best in the business as far as you know uh as far as uh coming back you know the the people the, the staff that was around me to help me you know all the support and staff you know coming back from acl but as far as as far as on a personal note you know mentally mentally it was a lot of ups and downs for me man it, you know a lot of whys you know what i'm saying uh right i had a lot of whys man i had a i'm like man why you know why did you know coming you know i'm going about to go into my junior year you know what i mean and this is it's what you dream of you know what i mean and uh highly ranked and you you know in in that spring i feel like i was playing the best ball i ever played you know uh under dq um how you get past that, the wise what you say how you get over the, and past the wise Man, in that I moment you're going through it like like how do you get yourself through those wise because that's a difficult part in 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 growth especially in that time frame um 18 to 22 years old um the wise are, are detrimental sometimes they break you yeah yeah um man i feel like i feel like so the first time it happened i just i kind of went i was like man this is it was supposed to happen you know what i'm saying like this is it was supposed to happen you know the man did this because i you know whatever it was i wasn't ready for it and you know what i mean it was just preparing me for what you know what was great you know what was great to come you know what i mean Right. I held on to that with a positive attitude every day. And then uh, after the first game of the season is when I had to end up doing it again. Um, but before that, I was on track, you know, not to say I was coming back during, the, you know, during the season, but I wanted to be on track to come back, you know, as fast as I, you know, as fast as I could, you know, just me as a person, I want to attack, attack, you know what I was going through, and uh, with that being said, it happened again, and in that in in that time frame right there, um, that though that might have been you know that might have been some of the hardest time I've been through, um, because of what it you know in that transitional time, uh, being all the way out there, um, and then losing ball. You know what I'm saying? That was my first time ever in my career where I, I i couldn't play you know what i'm saying i just i, I it was nothing i can do it was right. you know what i'm saying it was nothing i can do to actually i couldn't take my ankle up i couldn't take my wrist up my, you know what i'm saying it was it was my first time ever where it was like man you you can't it ain't nothing you can do uh and then going under the knife <clears throat> um then going under the knife you know what i'm saying teaching yourself how to walk again and teaching you, you know what I mean, how to move again and, you know, as far as, you know, you lose all that, you know, you lose all the muscle in your leg, all in your calf, all, you know, from just sitting up um, and not being on it. So just going through that mentally, you like, every day you just attacking it, attacking it. And then for the, the hiccup to come, it was like, it was like, wow, man, like, what am I... <laughs> bigger wise you know what i'm saying right right you know what i mean bigger wise what am i now i got what you know what i mean what am yeah. i doing you know what i mean what did i do 
what you know uh but uh i feel like going through that going through those experiences man like as y'all know as men like like you said they make you or break you you know what i'm saying so in those times where i look back i'm like damn for the normal for a normal human being to go through you know those type of things as far as you know uh not being able to play and the whole nine that's that's how that's 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 normal people suicide you know what i'm saying they like right. you know they lost their job they lost you know what i'm saying yeah um so so it was a lot of growth in that for me um it was a lot of growth in that for me man and and that's and that's why i say my experience is there man i can never never take back got a lot of love for the gator nation always so give us a, give me your overall experience, man. What was what was the greatest times off off of football? Just just life in Gainesville, and, and how is life treating you now? Man, we man overall, man, it was a wonderful time at at Florida. Uh, great place to be, you know. No 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 other no other place like the Gator Nation, man. Uh, you already know, man. We we had a lot of fun there, man. I, you know, hanging out hanging out with the boys. You know what I mean. Uh, I vibed a lot, you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, and uh, just just the relationships that I met, you know, the relationships that I gained there, you know what I mean? The people that I met, uh, all my boys that I'm, you know, I still rock with, still love to death. Uh, those experiences, I, I just like I said, man, I can't take them back, man. That's it's, it's it was a wonderful thing, a beautiful thing. Um, and and and, and now, man, I like I'm I'm just. So I had so I I had a uh, I I end up uh, having a double sports hernias my last year with uh impectinius my last year with Seattle. Um, that was my last NFL team, and I ended up I ended up playing in the AAF. I ended up uh, going to the AAF with uh, Jim Collins and all those guys, and uh, in Spurrier, and ended up blowing uh. uh tearing my scap up so really I, I really been debating on if i you know if i wanted to still play again mm-hmm. you know just going through all those you know questions and you know right. what i mean ups and you know ups and downs and stuff like that it's a lot of questions for me man because because i know my ability because i know i know what i got you know what i mean and, and just you know the unfortunate stuff that happened uh in between time uh, it's it's kind of like I want to, you know. I, I've always attacked things, you know what I'm saying. So, All right. Um, so something, some tell you know is 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 in me to say, you know what I mean. I want to I want to do it, you know, try it out again, uh, and see what my body do. Uh, I've been having a lot of those questions, you know what I mean. Uh, I got kids now, man. So uh, right. seeing my seeing my babies, man, seeing my babies, and 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 wanting to do it for them. Wanting them to see me play ball, I got a lot of those things going on. Um, but uh, outside of that, because uh, now I'm just, I'm, I'm actually just training, trying to be in the best shape I can uh, for me as you know, just period. Um, but now I'm, I'm actually working with a lot of like youth kids. You know what I mean? I got, I nice. got some, uh, some platforms that I'm, uh, I'm uh, seeing out right now. Uh, that's for the youth. It's for uh, it, it, it's without going to, without going into so, so many details. What you were supposed to say? 
Yeah, shout it out. Yeah, uh, without going into so many details, uh, uh, it's something I've seen uh, that is basically something I would have needed, something you, you know, us playing ball as, as, you know, growing up as, as, as far as the youth to get us prepared, you know, for the things that we were going to see throughout ball with, you know, just, you know, the things that we talking about now, how, you know, the culture shocks and all the different things. Right. Um, and then as far as the game, you know, it got a lot to do with the game itself um, throughout athletics, you know, um, and it, it, it's, 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 it's basically uh, something that's going to change the expectation of, of what people see as a student athlete, you know what I mean? And give, give all our kids a chance to be, you know, uh, you know, you know, a coach's, the coach's son, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. That's dope, man. Always dope to get back into that community, man. You sound, I don't know if anybody ever told you this, but you sound like Nip, man. I don't know if it's a Cali thing or what. It's so a Cali thing. Like... <laughs> yeah, it might be a Cali thing, man. It's a, it's a Cali thing. Yeah, I, I don't know if I sound like Nip to everybody, but that you probably just hear the Cali, you know, slang. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But it, it's funny, too, man, coming from being out there all that time, I still get like, man, you from the. Even in the South, you know what I mean? When I talk, and then when I talk to people from the South, they're like, you sound like you from Cali, you know what I mean? <laughs> Right, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, All right, man, I appreciate you for coming and hanging out with us, man. You're a legend, you know what I'm saying? You're a Gator legend. You definitely you, are, bro. You're the number one player in the number one class all time, man. Um, no, did we, did, how many How many number one overall players in classes that we done had? So, not too many, huh? It's like two or three, I think. Yeah, bro. Like like the whole, man, you gotta I, look that I, start up, man. You gotta man, see. I, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate them kind words for sure, man. That shit is that shit is appreciated, man. Uh definitely, man. I appreciate you guys having me, man. Shout out y'all show. Hey, the fans uh, gonna love it. Tell them what uh tell them where they can find you at. Tell me where they can find oh shit. I <laughs> I'm just social on media? Instagram, bro. Uh Instagram Ropo vibing now. Um, you can find me on that, man. That's that's pretty much all I got as far as social media. Uh, just just keep me on the lookout. You know what I mean. Keep keep a, keep a lookout for uh, uh, these projects that I got got going on for the youth, man. I think they're gonna be huge. Uh, I've been talking to a lot of my guys that uh, that's in the in the game still, uh, and, and just getting all a lot of feedback from them. And, uh, and and it's it's it's, it's well needed, uh, and it's a, it's a game changer, man. So just keep a lookout for it. Uh, we'll do, man. You got anything to promote, man? Give us a holler, man. We in touch with Gator Nation, heavy. We number one podcast, so you want to get the Gator Nation? Definitely, definitely, man. I, Let's I go. Chop it up with a mind, man. So I'm a, I'm yeah, gonna reach out to a mind. I appreciate yeah, let, you let me know. having let me, me know, for real, sure. man. It's a blessing for sure. Definitely, brother. Well, we appreciate you. Yeah, all y'all in Florida still? Absolutely, yeah, I'm in yeah. South Florida. Uh, yeah, we all we spread out a little bit, man. All right, man, we'll get we'll you out of here, man. Yeah, so. yeah, right, yeah I'm out in the city. Yeah, so if you, if you need something out this way, man, just let me know some. All right, bet. Appreciate you guys, brother. Yeah. Run up, pal. Man. Myth, the legend. You know, 
Sound like Nip. Yeah, I think, I think that's definitely a, a Cali thing, man, because because uh, Deshaun Gosen sounds just like that, bro. He from out there. Yeah. I was thinking that same thing. All right, boys. Offense. S&P, we talked about last week, has Florida ranked as the number 11 offense overall uh, in the country or what they anticipate Florida's going to have. Um, they us down by trying us a little bit you think higher yeah i don't think they've been reading the shorter updates like we have <laughs> that's probably exactly <laughs> what they're missing um so right now florida sits at, at about 11th uh anticipated uh spot for them uh in offense which should certainly be a, a hell of a jump up from where florida used to be just a few short years ago when we were hanging out in the hundreds there but, um, but yeah, let's talk uh, the quarterback position. Obviously, Kyle Trask is your starter uh, and is going to get a, uh, a lion's share of the snaps this year. What do you want to see most out of Kyle Trask this year, boys? I really wanted to see him just get us in and out of plays. Like Dan Mullen say he has uh, more com- uh, control of the offense and can, and can make more decisions. So I just want to see him just get us out of calls um, and just show more maturity. He got a, It's his offense now. Um, he didn't have to fight for it all camp, the job. He got most of the reps, so he should be prepared, man. So in his deep ball. I want to see us go down the field and feel more. I know we could dink and dunk and get some things off in the slant and, and work the, work his uh those mid throws he's good at, you know, those intermediate throws, anything from – one yard to, to to 15, 20, he's kind of got, got on the bag, but I want to see the deep ball improve. So that's pretty much what I want to see. Yeah, same. Um, I want to see just continued growth and arm strength. Um, he, he leaned down a little bit. I would love to see, you know, or at least have the ability to be a little bit more mobile uh, there in the pocket, not necessarily needing him to be a dual threat, but if a play does break down, uh, to be able to trust that he can get, uh, you know, either a couple yards or get to the line of scrimmage. Don't want to see him get – I hit too many times this year just, you know, by the nature of um, just some uncertainty behind him. But I uh, would love to continue to see him, you know, work on his arm strength. But, you know, in terms of what we can get out of him, if we can get just the natural growth that one player should get with probably a 50 to 60 percent increased number of snaps uh, with the first team um, out of growth, out of Kyle Trask, I think he's serviceable enough for Florida, you know, to be, a, you know, nine, 10 win team. I, I don't think that Florida um, is handicapped in any way with Kyle Trask, a quarterback. Yeah, I agree. Are we going to, do you want to talk a little bit about uh, Emory's? Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk Emory. Um, What do you think his breakdown is going to be as far as like, I mean, you think the split be 60, 30, I mean, 60, 40, 70, 30. What do you think it is? I think I think like ninety ten. Unfortunately, um, I think that you know what I would love to see out of Florida this year. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you why I think that. Um, I think that you know, unless they can really create ways to intertwine him into the offense, I don't know. You know, just watching last season, how often Florida is just going to build in packages for him to go out there, um, unless they start to give him some of the keys to the car. Right. I don't see Florida doing it. I guess I reserve my, my right to change it. But last year we saw him go out there, run the ball a few times and then just kind of sit back. I, you know, I don't I don't want to see that anymore. Um, I would love to see him, you know, 20 percent of the time, 25 percent of the time. Um, 
but I, I don't think that Emory has a huge role um, in the offense this season. I don't think they have a choice. And this is my take. I think if it's 90 yeah. 10 transfers in the middle of the season. Yeah. So I, I don't see that happening. I think that money's going to have to make him happy. Okay. He wants the quarterback to leave that room. Because, I mean, this is a year he don't use, lose eligibility on anyway. So he can shut right. down in time. So, um, yeah, I think he got to kind of make that room happy. And I also think that we need legs at the quarterback position to make it to Atlanta. I don't think we're making it to Atlanta with, with uh, on just handing the ball off and us not being able to do what Dan Mullen wants to do. I think the teams yeah. that make it to Atlanta and make it to the playoffs have, have running quarterbacks and, 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 and are more elusive at that position. And I think we need we need some of that to make it to – Atlanta in the playoffs. It's it's so it's so it's so funny you say that. And me and my cousin was talking about this the other day. Uh, I'm sorry, me and my brother. <clears throat> and I was trying to, we were trying to figure out, you know, what some of the differences in, in in you know us and you know the Clemsons and the Bamas and man, when stuff go wrong sometimes, or when you just need to offset the game, you got to switch up that quarterback. So that's gonna that's gonna make the defense scramble, and it's gonna make them you know try to figure out what's going on, bro. Because sometimes, bro, look at Alabama. When 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 Jalen Hurts was messing up and they put in two, and vice versa. Sometimes you gotta offset him because, for the simple fact of the, the team going they gonna game plan your quarterback all week long. But when you send something else in there, something that they ain't been game planning, it's going I'm telling you, it's gonna have them scrambling. So I think the 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 offset of of putting Emory in and, and running like so say the plays that Mullen liked to run, um, it it it, it offset the defense a lot. Uh, so I guess. We'll see, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we'll, we'll see how much of the playbook they're going to give to Emory. I would love to see him be out there, be able to do more than just run, uh, you know, certain packages or, or, you know, do that, uh, you know, QB, uh, uh, QB sneak, if you will. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see um, how he's been able to progress. I think that, you know, he can truly run uh, the Dan Mullen offense the way that it, it's supposed to run. Uh, but I'm excited for Kyle Trask and the, uh, you know, the opportunity for him to be in, you know, another year of, uh, of the program and, um, you know, see how he's able to develop with those number one snaps. But, you know, I think Florida's in a good spot. I think ultimately if it doesn't work out, um, you know, with Emory getting more playing time, I think the floor is in a tough position. Right. Um, so, I mean, it, it's going to be one of those things that you just have to, you, you have to hope that we're making the best decision and, you know, that, that, you know, see the, see the light through the, uh, see the forest through the trees, but, I don't know. I guess you guys are a little bit more bullish on uh, uh, on Emory getting more snaps than I am. It's all good. No, no, I'm not from bullish. I'm just just an opinion. But uh, speaking yeah, of we're, uh, we're see. seeing the bush through the trees, shout to my manscape.com, right? Yeah. <laughs> whatever, whatever. Bush hey, talking about bushes and you know. I got you. Hey, it's 2020. Don't be out here looking like Harry Larry. Prune them shrubs, and make the house look bigger, you know? Love more 3.0, man. Manscaped.com, you already know the deal. Coupon code SG, 20% off at checkout, and also free delivery. It's that time of the year, man. Game seven, Nuggets versus the Clippers. Only way the Nuggets is going to win is if the Clippers don't bring that Love more 3.0 from Manscaped.com. It's game seven. And since, since Dan said it's almost Christmas, you know, it's never too late. You know, <laughs> too early to get your Christmas gift, man. You know, I'm saying, I'm saying you don't need to get all your Christmas presents in December. You can get them now. You can start right now, 
We got some metrics that there's we there's no have. black people oh, in the whole man, world. Bro, bro, you still man. major holidays. Since, since this is world of the week and we're doing like cultural lessons and shit and stuff, yeah. there's no black people that are Christmas shopping in September. No, they're not. I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you right now, they are not there. So that you yeah, can... yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. School shopping bro. just happened, bro. We still stressing you that. Feel me? Okay. <laughs> we found that fast in that kind of in our neighborhood. You bounce right, about so... like that, man. <laughs> you, need, you need a couple couple weeks, a couple months to get right. <laughs> yeah, about eight more paychecks. Yeah, man. You can't talk <laughs> like that, man. I got you. I got you. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, if you feel compelled. Um, and you want to hold on uh, to man? You know what? It's also uh, it's still beach season for some people. Um, you know, right. you don't want anything popping out the bathing suit. Uh, trim up. But at the end of the day, we'll want you to buy it sooner rather than later. We have some gold. So um, if you can find yourself with a, a couple extra dollars in your pocket, maybe you give an early Christmas present. You know, maybe you just give a give it to a friend. You know, say I've been thinking about you. Got you this lawnmower three right? Already, man. <laughs> Coupon code SG at checkout. That was a team read. I like it. Very good, guys. What we got for word of the week? Man. Yeah. Question, man. It's a, it's a question that popped in my head. I was, I was, you know, had this flowing through my head a little bit earlier. What kind of paradise did Coolio rap about? Gangster's paradise. All right, man. I'm just trying to check it out, man. I just want to find one of the all-time most white rap songs ever. Yeah, the, the, the Todd Dan with, huh? Yeah, I was gonna go somewhere. I was gonna go somewhere else with it, but I, I said, Nah. Well, you gonna do? Whoop! There it is. That's what you about to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna NWA some stuff, but I was like, Nah. Oh, man, okay. Nah. Yeah, but you gotta read. Yeah, the for the sake of the show, I couldn't really, you know. Right. So. I understand. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna ask about Easy E and all that, but I can't. Every I, once in a while, Amadi, you need to ask questions for people that buy Christmas presents in September. show for everybody. All right, then next time I'm gonna go with the first choice, then. All right, very good. Um, so I think uh, you got song of the week. So uh, take us out with your favorite Kip Moore song. Oh man, I I was not prepared for song of the week, but I got you. Give me one second. Let me see what I was listening to, lads. This is how I do this. Yeah, Just I, don't, don't play I don't, it out loud. I don't even go. Yeah, I'm gonna pull a, a mod on the show. Mod trying to school y'all how to do the song. Uh let me <laughs> get. Hey, 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 I'm a pro at it now. Can what you mean? Hey, you let me you get. Hear? Let me get. Uh, Big Sean, no interviews. Okay. Oh, very good. That sounds hey, I'm saying, what, I'm saying, uh, Silk, where you where you watching the um, where you watching the Louisville game at this weekend? At the Kush House, man. Pull up. You coming to hang out? I'm out to pull up. To the, to we the hanging out, man. Every weekend we hanging out. Hey, I'm about to. Hey, I'm about to send you pictures of this mural, bro. Oh my God, I forgot to send yeah, it. Oh, I know I, I sent I was, it. I sent it. You, you I was kind of, I was, yeah. yeah, let me let me look in there. I was kind of seeing it earlier. I was, I was trying to take a nap. Yeah, check it out. But pull up on a Saturday. We hanging out. Yeah, yeah. Right now. yeah let me. Dad, what you gonna do, Dad? You gonna go pull up? No, nah, I'm gonna be down in South Florida this weekend. It's my dad's uh, birthday. Uh, turns a big six nine on uh, on Saturday, so going down uh, down there to see him celebrate his birthday. Don't take him on the boat, bro. You drive reckless. Let's keep pops alive. <laughs> I actually am. So. Um, oh my God, you drive, you be you behave yourself, <sighs> Dan. I will. I will, will behave. Oh. We're actually going out of the same marina you and I went out of. So. Um, 
they've got my maybe got pictures of me up there saying, "Hey, this guy." You know, there, there goes Dan. That's right. <laughs> the late, that's the guy trying to take her out boat. He passed by the dock like three times. <laughs> that was funny, oh, bro. Man. All right, boys, we <laughs> the Danimal. All right, boys, I will uh same time, same corner next week. Yeah. Yay. All right, boys. Go lightning. We are going to go over running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, and offensive line next week. We know the show went a little long tonight. Uh yay, yay. I guess I'm on my, on my dying shit. Somebody gotta do it. Look. No more interviews. I'm not talking about this on a song feature in the loop. Reporting live from Hawaii with my girl. I bought sand at the beach. Working on vacay in the booth, sand on my feet. I'm from the ground up like a ground ball play. I'm coming from the underground like it's Groundhog's Day. I'm talking so underground. And when I talk about Jay, nigga, I might mean Jay Diller. RIP, real niggas. Lately, I only do the shit that inspire me. Lately, niggas treat the shade room like a diary. Oh, yeah, is that what you heard? Believe in everything you hear without confirming it first. And you know the funny thing about it is my ex wanna write a tell-all fucked up thing about it is she ain't even tell all like how i introduced her to meditation positive thinking in the book she probably reading daily rotation i learned when people lie you not to return the favor so i won't get you embarrassed i won't tell them all the other parts about you this plastic this my last time putting my ex in a song even though the last one was triple platinum i'd rather put that energy in the what's worth having like how i got a platinum album with no solo tour niggas say it's over for me i go overboard back against the wall like my poster but i'm the poster boy not from the city if you let they tell it greatest rapper of all time if you let yay tell it you ask me i don't got the resume of but shit i can't go bar to bar for niggas who talking off and getting egged on by a and r so soon as your shit falling off they walking off and if you rappers diss us and ours just know that you dead and you know it my career been moving perpetual motion i'm not impressed with the whoop-de-whoop i don't know who's who and i can't pretend like i'm hip to it no hula hoop and i can't lie like i like this shit like i usually do and i'm just not impressed by you niggas rapping fast and sound like one big asthma attack but trash when i'm rapping it back who you put in your top five and claim they to save your rap so many friends turn to enemies they frenemies i don't know why i act like i'm surprised or it's offending me i'm saying no i should have learned from hoven dang from stunning and wayne cutting and yay what happened to our family ways though when i put you on that song with Nas, you had told me that you was forever grateful and now we brothers so it hurt to hit the internet to find out that me and you don't fuck with each other over a miscommunication that probably could be fixed with a five minute conversation i'm still praying for you though i guess i charge it to the game how much it costs around 2088 Going off like Kobe when he wore the crazy eights All y'all niggas looking like my kiddos wearing bait Shot my first video in the Harold Zuko store When Nigo in the background, that's a picture you can't take Well, yeah, and Hype Williams directing each take And God directing each step that we take I'm a king, a legend, man, you niggas ain't worthy Ten years in and the niggas still under 30 I'm feeling like an old man that failed in life Got reincarnated to do it all again right So I'm treating every second like it's an investment Time is money, every second I'm collecting Don't ask me no stupid questions Are you still signing yay questions? No Rock Nation questions or who I'm dating questions Look, no more interviews Unless you want to talk about the music Or something that has a different view And not the shit that's getting the hits and views Words misconstrued with no credit but you niggas approved my mistakes are my biggest professors and learning life lessons. I realize it ain't what you have, it's what you feel. That's what true success is. I am the one-on-one. After me, there's no successor. Done.